The more laws, the less justice. Cicero. When six-year-old Annie took the stand to testify against him, Gabriel McAllister was brought to his knees. Until that very moment, Gabe had been confident that the truth would prevail. He believed in the law and the protection that it afforded American citizens, and he had great respect for fellow officers. During the shock of the arrest, when they tightened the plastic cuffs almost to the point of cutting off his circulation, and when his head slammed against the cruiser as they threw him into the back seat, McAllister was confident the cops would soon realize their mistake, but they never did. Raping Annie? For that matter, sexually abusing any child was inconceivable to him. The worst kind of perversion that any adult could inflict on a child. Of course, these guys would figure out that he was incapable of such behavior. McAllister was so confident that he ignored the advice of his boss, Captain Ted Stanley, to waive the court-appointed attorney and get him a good criminal defense lawyer. Stanley had even offered to call his high-powered brother-in-law in Austin to see if he would take the case. And at the beginning of the trial, Gabe felt his hunch was right. This was America. People don't get convicted of something they didn't do. Americans were innocent until proven guilty. The first two days of his trial, Gabriel McAllister remained in a daze. He could not come to grips with the fact that he was here and that the steady stream of cops, doctors, nurses, and psychologists testifying to the rape and sodomy of Samantha's then five-year-old daughter were talking about him. Most of the witnesses merely responded to the district attorney's questions in a purely perfunctory manner, but there were a few, like the nurse practitioner, who had quickly looked over at him while she discussed Annie's photos and pointed out the anal scarring. Her repugnance manifested clearly in her expression. Gabe made the mistake of looking over at the jury at that exact moment, immediately sorry that he had done so. Four of the five men on the jury had followed the gaze of the nurse toward McAllister to look at him with expressions of intense hatred. Gabe could feel the inflammation of shame coursing through his body and inflaming his cheeks. Yeah, right. Try sitting here listening to a carefully orchestrated series of lies, each one worse than the one preceding it, and not looking at the twelve people who hold your life in their hands. But he knew his lawyer was right. He'd screwed up by looking over at those jurors. Gabe could easily imagine how guilty he looked to them. McAllister was aware in that moment that these men believed every word they heard, and he knew he was in the deepest trouble of his life.